0: content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome
1: to the Product Boss podcast where we help product-based businesses grow their sales
0: and improve their strategies. Hey everyone. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my comfy and cozy co-host, Mina kunlo Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right, friends, we are recording this live. We have a special guest on today, and this is a really exciting episode. So we have always done female founders episodes, and what we've decided to and- do pivot and sell stories. Remember we did those mm-hmm. for a bit. Black owned business owner Black stories. business voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're actually switching it up and it is now going to be the small biz founders episodes. And it is sponsored and brought to you by shop one in five, the shop one and five pledge, which is a pledge to shop one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So if you're interested in that, head over to shop one in discover, support, and shop from other small businesses. So today we're really excited. We have an incredible business owner on. We have the honor of working with her in our masterminds. And I'm not sure if you're a student, but when you talk, you can tell us. And she is the owner of Piper Moon, which are adult swaddle blankets. And if you think about this, they're just super comfy, cozy, amazing, big blankets. And so we have Kimberly Cannon on. So welcome, Kimberly.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. And I am a student of your mastermind. So. Are you holding <laughs> well, the at yeah. 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 Okay. Multi-stream machine. Okay.
0: Sorry. Someone Wait. tell us why we named everything with M's. I have no idea. I don't know because Mina just had to put it in there. We um, also have is and Maria's. I'll be right back. Okay. Are you getting your blanket? Yeah, I am. How did you know? Because <laughs> I know you. Just a second. <laughs> so, okay. So while Mina's going to get her blanket, can really introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business or what your business is.
2: So I have a business of making blankets that are like jersey knit material that a lot of baby blankets are made out of, but I've made them in adult size. I figured everybody needs to cuddle and be warm and cozy. They were a super popular product in COVID 2020 when everyone was staying home and needed to cozy up by the TV or their computer and laptop. So
0: (laughs) There's Mina and one right now. If if you're listening, you can't (laughs) see it.
1: (laughs) So this is super large, but it's not, it feels heavy, but it's not, um, thick. So that's, I wear it like walking around, you know, it's not like putting on a big poofy blanket and it's stretchy too. Like the kids and I fight over this. So I didn't know that there was going to be a good excuse to be swaddled today, but this is definitely like, I'm loving it. That's
0: so great. (laughs) We also have we have the blue version of that at our house. And then and what I love about the stretchy part of the fabric is that we actually can stretch it around all of us on the couch and then tuck it in, which you can't do with a normal blanket, right? It's like always pulling to one side or the other and someone's foot is out and they're freezing. Yeah. So I love that we can kind of tuck ourselves in. We swaddle an entire family. Well, the kids (laughs) and I they get
1: hot really easily, but they love having blankets on them. So that's why they fight for it because it's cool to the touch. So it's like they, I don't know, they wear shorts in the wintertime. They're like crazy. That's why they're always wanting this particular blanket and not one of the
0: fuzzy ones. Online is saying, OMG, I need five of those in my house. Okay. Yeah. Hypermoon.com. Get <laughs> yeah. on over available to sell which is why you know which is why we want to share your story here because we believe it's so important to support small businesses and obviously most of you listening out there are small business owners and probably product based business owners but also knowing the story and the journey of the business owner right because while we can all build businesses it's very much small businesses are about the founder about the families behind it about the teams that are building it so how did you decide to come up with an adult swaddle blanket company, but it's actually
1: pipermoonxo.com. Oh, yeah. So as Kimberly's talking about her story, please be shopping at the same time. Okay. thank
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a funny story how it started. It's pivoted since then, but a few years ago, my kids were playing high school basketball and we live in a small town. And so our teams would travel up to five hours for games on school nights, getting home at one, two in the morning with school the next day. And my daughter informed me that they sleep on the floor of the bus on the way home which horrified me that is so gross (laughs) so i just came up with this idea of having a blanket that was easy to pack down and small enough to throw in their duffel bag so they could take it with them so they could sleep a little bit better on the bus ride home but since then we actually have pivoted a lot and our blankets have been become known as um like a hug. And a lot of people have started giving our blankets to friends and family, especially during COVID and social distancing with a little attached note saying, we can't be with you, wrap up in this blanket, feel like a hug that we're giving you virtually. So that's where our business is going now as a self-care item.
0: Amazing. I mean, so good. Um, yeah, because there that. is that weight to it too, where it does, it's not a weighted blanket, yeah. but it's it's got that weight to it that I really, I really enjoy. So, so my friend, are you a home sewer making these all at home or you know, how how's it going over there? <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, I could sew a button on a shirt and that's about it. Big um, deal. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have them made um overseas and I have to order by the thousands.
1: Yeah, so you have them manufactured, right? And yeah. I think that that's what you know. I we wanted to bring that up too because small businesses look feel, all of them are different in their own sort of way, right? And I think that sometimes we get stuck because we think of you know small businesses that you can't do it, you you can't figure it out. And I think the thing that I've seen with Kimberly and working with her closely is that she's super resilient. And that is really something that's to be shown for all the small business owners that we've worked with that have survived, thrived. It hasn't meant... Kimberly's thriving now, but it hasn't meant that she hasn't overcome a lot of obstacles in the past couple of years, just like the rest of us.
0: In the past five days, you've had like a (laughs) life-changing Yes. Which means that she found her product on a ship that
2: was off we had no idea where it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Finally, so, good news, bad news. We couldn't find it. Good news, we found it.
2: <laughs> we found it thirteen weeks later. <laughs> at one
0: point, because we, because you're in our mastermind, so we, you know, we work with you pretty closely. And at one point, you're like, now they no longer know where the ship is or when they're delivering. So people that are listening are thinking, oh, that's why I don't manufacture overseas. But I'm going to say, listen. Oh that's- no, no, I don't. I manufacture
1: stateside, and I paid in September for a whole bunch of labels. Because just remember, this is post back to school season for, for low labels and yet to be seen when those will be manufactured because of the adhesive. So it doesn't matter if you're stateside or if you're overseas, or even if you're handmade because raw goods, right? Mm-hmm. We've all gone through these same struggles. So don't feel, don't let that stop you. Kimberly's figured it out on her own way. And I think that don't let it scare you that, overseas is something any scarier than stateside or... It's just
0: because we hand- kicked, we kicked off with that. But I, I yeah. actually want to <laughs> ask you because a lot of times, and I work with a lot of startups, small businesses, and they're afraid of manufacturing overseas. And so, I mean, you figured this out on your own and you don't have to tell us like your secrets or how you did it. But in a general way, you came up with this idea of blankets and then you decided to manufacture overseas, but how did you go about that? Did someone help you source it? Did you you know, go on Google? Like, What was that process like?
2: So the first thing I did, because I thought to myself, I want to make these in the US. So I went to the fabric district in Los Angeles and spent days there perusing the fabric stalls and talking to manufacturers. And the fact of the matter was, is it was extremely pricey. So um, I kind of felt like if I was to be a profitable business, I didn't have a lot of choice but to manufacture overseas in giant quantities. So I actually um, found a broker through my husband who helped set me up with a manufacturer. And then we had price negotiations, which was something that I wasn't aware I was gonna be going into, but we eventually worked out the pricing and here I am manufacturing overseas. (laughs)
0: to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com And you know, coming from LA, and I think you and I have talked about this before, but Uh, during the time of like little draft blankets, for example, back, I don't feel like it was like 15 years ago when they were taking off, other people would come to me and they wanted to start blanket companies. And it was really hard to find manufacturers that wanted to sew blankets, especially big blankets because of the space Mm -hmm. you needed to have with the sewing machines and the cleanliness of the floor because the fabric would drape over the machine and hit the floor. And so these are, and I mean, I've also tried to source doing blankets out there and it is expensive. And while you're, you're, and you use up a lot of fabric yardage, so a lot of the cost and the product is in the fabric, but the general consumer doesn't care, right? Like they, they're still going to be like what the market can bear. So I think you were really smart in thinking, okay, well, let me outsource this. Let me see what it's like overseas. And when you're talking about these price negotiations, that doesn't stop. And I would say a lot of people are dealing with that now, like whether you hand pour candles in your basement, you may be paying more for jars and wicks, or if you're manufacturing overseas and making blankets, they're telling you that prices are going up, whether it's in materials, labor, shipping. And so as business owners and the boss of your business, you will be in these conversations about negotiating, but it's important that you ask, have conversations and work with people in partnership because they want your business. And so they're going to negotiate with you, like what works for both,
2: right? Yeah. I actually just went through my second set of price negotiations in November. So How'd yeah. that go? <laughs> yeah, it, it went good. I knew I knew that everything was increasing in price. Shipping's been increasing. Cost of materials is increasing. Fabric prices have increased. So, I and knew, your prices have increased. And too. My prices. Have increased. So, right. because
0: what yeah. we've worked with you as a student and as a masterminder is that, like, when you're as an you product bosses out there listening, your prices go up. This is not, you're not paying people to take your stuff. They're paying you to buy a product from you, and we want you to be profitable. So, Kimberly, also with huge fans and cu- customers, needed to raise her prices because globally the prices were going up and mm-hmm. they're still selling. They're still selling worth it. Yeah. Kimberly, you know, think listening to all these conversations, it feels like big
1: business for small businesses. So when you were first starting and you said your kids were going to the games and things like that, did you feel like that's where you wanted to go? Did you always expect to be a small business owner?
2: That's not, no, I just kind of started it <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just to help my kids out. And uh-huh. it only took, um, it like a month later, my husband was like, why don't we just do this as a business? And of course, at first I'm like, what? <laughs> but here I am. So I, and I love it. I love doing it.
1: It happens that way all the time. I love that because, you know, sometimes we just, it's not like the path is very clear for any of us, right? Sometimes we grow up as we feel like we want to be entrepreneurs, but that wasn't that way with me either. You know, I didn't ever think about owning my business till I accidentally owned it, you
0: right. know? <laughs> Um, you just fell into the label and blanket business. Um, <laughs> what was something that you feel like hit or was that thing that kind of pushed you over the edge that went from just cause you, go, did you start selling direct to consumer and on Instagram? Like how did you first start selling? And then what was something that changed in your business that then blew your business up to the level that it is now?
2: So I, I started with my own website and of course, friends and family were the first people to order. You know, I put it on Facebook and Instagram and, but I realized really quickly that I needed to be advertising on Facebook. So I hired a Facebook marketing manager and it, he blew my business up in 2020, 2021, when Facebook ads stopped working as effectively, it was a whole different story. And I had to pivot again and figure out what to do to keep the sales coming.
0: So you started with, so you started organically, you tried to do it on your own, then you decided to hire a marketing agency to help you with ads. And then, so what happened in 2021, then you've had an email list though, probably built because you've done ads, you've had con- customers. And then was there something else that happened in 21 to keep the momentum going? Or was it that you already had this solid group of people buying and then it was word of mouth and just natural, like more organic?
2: It started becoming more word of mouth. Like I said earlier, as people were gifting these blankets to their friends and family, it. I started building an even bigger loyal customer base. And that's one thing I worked on last year really hard was building my email list. I found that that's the best way right now to bring in sales is through emails. It's 5,000 people and I'm working on making that bigger.
0: But you can have, and I mean, hearing that, like you have a very successful business for, you know, it's not the biggest list, but it's still 5,000 people that you can sell to. I think so.
1: I think during that time too, in 2021, I feel like you did, and this is something we worked with Kimberly on and all of our masterminds on, masterminders on, is product because there was the baby blankets or the child blankets that sort of thing so you got just more clear even in the time that you were you got more clear with your messaging got more clear with your operations all those things and I think that's really helped you to grow at a faster pace too on top of having that existing base of I know you said just 5,000 but 5,000 is a lot of people and and then even if for all of you you know Kimberly obviously started with one and moved her way up there. And then as you start to email people, the idea is, and you can listen to the podcast episode today that was, you know, how to find ready to buy customers. But we talk about the uptick of percentages, you know, like, could you get the open rates to be higher? Could you get conversion from 1% to 2% to 3% to 4% to 5%, you know? So really be thinking about that because I think that's something Kimberly has done really is really understood that because Facebook ads aren't working, what is she going to do now? And she's just gotten more refined and more clear with what she's doing.
2: What yeah, are, I'm actually I'm oh, sorry. I'm actually clearancing out the baby blankets right now as you guys have helped me niche down into my product line. And I've promoted or discounted them to where they get a better discount the more they buy to increase my average cart value. So oh um, yes, I listen to everything you guys say. Star know. student. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you most proud of as a small business owner? Honestly,
2: um Resilience because 2021 was really hard on me. I slipped on ice at the beginning of the year and broke my neck. (laughs) That is right. I I remember that one. Yes. (laughs) Then Facebook ads stopped working. I was losing money on my shipping expenses. My prices went up. And then toward the end of the year, like you guys mentioned, my shipment just got stuck or lost in the Los Angeles port system somewhere for weeks and weeks. It was during really hard During the year. Christmas
0: season, during the time yes. that it was like your best selling season.
2: Best selling season. And I didn't have blankets.
0: But you're resilient and you're still standing and your business is still going. And what advice would you give to other small business owners out there list of something that you've learned or that you would love them to take away?
2: That you need to find a community because there's so many times I would have probably just thrown in the towel and stopped out of, it's like last year, it just seemed like one hard thing after the next, but my community, which is a lot of the people that I found through the mastermind has like rallied against me. Jacqueline and Mina have helped me work through a lot of the issues I faced this last year, but I've just had my community behind me encouraging me and it's been the best thing for me.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think that's so true because it is easier to give up when it's by yourself because you get so discouraged and you need people to help pick you up. I think you do that for other people too. I remember when you broke your neck. I totally forgot about that until now. (laughs) Because
0: 2021 was like the longest. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: you guys, all of you, she would show up to the calls and she would be like, I just wanted to show up for the call. She's so positive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you really bring to a group. You like light the group up even with a broken neck. And she would say, I'm not supposed i can sit up for three hours now and i was like maybe you should lay down <laughs> you're just so positive and you're such a light resilient so, right yeah, there resilient so thank she you. showed
0: up even though Did she had a down, brace on her neck, neck yeah. and you stand right back up so that's dedication you got through it
1: you got through it
0: i'm proud of you thank
2: you and what are you most excited about for 2022. I'm moving forward. I'm going to be moving into a bigger ha- headquarters or getting a bigger warehouse. And I'm really working on getting my designs, more of the designs in the adult bottle blanket size and promoting those as my main product.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, which we've talked about with her when in, uh, any of you that know us for bestseller secrets and and all that, it was like, what are your bestsellers? Instead of having a ton of inventory and in all these different sizes, you're really you really niche down into the adult swaddle blankets, the queen size, the king size blankets, because you also, my friends, can go buy these for your beds or if you have a big family, just for your couch, mm-hmm. um, the more, the merrier. Uh, and so really proud of you because I'm looking forward to seeing what you do this year on your feet, not slipping <laughs> on ice. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Product in hand, bigger space just the really incredible things that you can do because if you got through 2021 with smiles and laughter, I mean, cause she said I broke my neck, <laughs> you know, like, but you, you did like, this is how you are innately. And I yeah. am looking forward to seeing what an easier year will be as well for you. I'm very hopeful <laughs>
2: <laughs> being positive. <laughs>
0: All right. So how can people um, support you, buy from you and follow you?
2: My website is pipermoonXO.com and my Instagram and Facebook are pipermoonxo. And also, just following and commenting helps small businesses a lot as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it sure does. Thank you so much, Kimberly.
2: Thank, Thank you for you. having me.
0: Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review.